Let's uh, rock and roll. This is Briantanova, and you're listening to Moscow Paranormal. Okay, so, Sergey, so today on Moscow Paranormal, we are joined by Sergey, who is an English teacher extraordinaire. Are you a doctor of English teaching or? Okay, uh, well, I've been in education for more than a uh, uh, quarter of a century. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm an educator, basically. Wait, how old large. are you? I'm 46. Oh, I thought you were way younger. I thought you were like 32 or something. Yeah, that's, those are like drugs and, you know, cosmetics, you know, perfumes. Ah, yeah, beauty okay. products. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're like a Russian girl then. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've been just frozen for a couple of years. So cryogenics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Sergey told me that he has a ghost story that he would like to share. And I'm all ears for it because, oh, as mm-hmm. you know, I like to hear ghost stories. Okay. So, um, all right. So, first of all, uh, I'm not um, a superstitious person, you know, and um, even though I, uh, you know, I'm a man of faith, you know, I believe in God, but I'm not a, that religious, you know, so that means that I do not see signs in everything that I see, mm-hmm. okay? So uh, I like to think of myself a pretty realistic person, you know, but, you know, um, I feel like there is something out there that we probably don't know about, you know, and oftentimes or sometimes that thing presents itself, you know, or those things present themselves in a, in a different shapes and forms. So anyway, here's my story. OK, uh, back in uh, when I was uh, a teenager, uh, about 13 or 14 years old, I think. And uh, uh, it was uh, the Soviet Union, you know, uh, the country that doesn't exist anymore. So mm-hmm. uh, w- one day I was um, uh, taking trash <laughs> out <laughs> and I was walking with a, a buddy of mine. It was in the uh, summer evening and we were walking back from that, you know, tr- uh, garbage place and we were just chatting and we were walking along uh, along this uh, fence, uh, kindergarten fence. Mm-hmm. All right. It was a kind of a see through fence. So um, as we were walking and chatting, we were getting closer to the corner of the fence and we were about, I'd say, about five to seven meters away. Uh, from it I'm not sure how, how how much is it in feet but uh you know not very far away from the corner so and uh, as we were walking a, a man uh stood out from uh from that corner okay and he was kind of gray you know um uh, and we didn't like his think his face was gray or like his suit he or was body. like ev- everything was gray like we couldn't see it was like a silhouette you know, and uh, we couldn't see uh, his face, but everything was great. But, you know, uh, behind him, there were like windows uh, of the apartment building. So it's pretty bright. So we didn't think too much of it. We thought that it was just a trick of the light, you know. And um, so he just stood up for a second. It looked like he, uh, you know, uh, looked at us and he uh, stepped back behind the corner around the corner mm-hmm. all right and if literally two seconds we reached that corner 
All right, and as you reach the corner, you can see that the fence stretch is pretty far on the other side, and it's it's a pretty open space. There's nowhere to go, and the fence is you know it's a, it's a see-through fence. So if you jump across that fence, okay, or you try to escape, like you, you can see, uh, yeah, uh, you, you would see a person. But as we reached the corner, there was nobody. Okay, so that man was pretty tall and pretty well built. And and uh, the first second we saw it, we just thought, okay, there's a guy, you know, just, you know, looking for somebody. And then he stepped back uh, around the corner. And then two seconds later, literally two seconds later, we were there and there was no one. So um, my buddy and I, <laughs> we sort of, you know, those are like a pause mm -hmm. and then I, I asked him did you see him because I thought maybe you know it was just a trick of the brain you know maybe there was nobody there and he said yeah I did and he's like that was weird and I said yeah that that was and we looked again and there was no one there all right mm -hmm. and and then we started to walk a little bit faster <laughs> faster and faster and the way we went back home and then it was sort of like um I didn't uh, think about it for some time, you know, but then it's sort of like um, it occurred to me a couple of times, you know, I had a dream uh, a couple of times and I saw that man in my dream a couple of times, you know, uh, built, well built, you know, and like a strong man and just looking at me, but I don't see his face, mm -hmm. you know, it seems like he's observing me, but uh, like, I'm not sure who that is. And okay. he's in your dreams and he's observing you in your dreams. Oftentimes, yeah, you're like, I can see that moment in my life, you know, I can see that silhouette, sort of, you know, and um, uh, it's sort of like that the TV show that I told you about, French, they had these people from uh, different universe, they're observing this other parallel universe, universe and they appear in different uh, periods in life, in history. You know, and uh, of course, well, it's not well. It's in the TV show, but uh, <clears throat> if you look through some archives and stuff, you can see the same men in different big events. You know, standing behind uh, the crowd and uh, observing what's happening. So I had kind of a like that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, so there, there you have it. That's my ghost story. <laughs> oh, wow! And um, when you and your friend saw this this ghost when you were in your teens. How did you feel? Were you feeling scared or just like surprised or like what were your feelings? Do you remember any kind of feelings? <clears throat> well, it was not, you know, like we uh, we didn't think it was something paranormal at that moment when we saw the guy. Right. And after that, you know, like teenagers, they they see something funny and they like they shrug it off and they like, well, that that was weird. And off they go. Yeah. you know do some other things and we just thought it was strange and first of all you have this uh, <clears throat> what do you call it like defensive mechanism you know or survival mechanism kicks in and then you think like well maybe there's some kind of a you know drunk card or someone you know some kind of weird who's trying to do something so you just you you walk faster but without realizing it you know mm -hmm. but i I'd, we we just thought it was very very strange that we didn't see him when we got to the corner you know and there was like literally no place to hide you know and um then we thought maybe we saw the back of a man you know like he stood he stood out 
uh, from around the corner. And the, the reason why we didn't see his face because he it, we just saw his back. But then again, where did he go? Where did he, you know, disappear to? So yeah, there, uh, there was no explanation. There was no explanation at all. And I asked my friend like the next. Oh, oh yeah, I asked my friend again the next day. Like, did we really see someone? He said, yeah. You know, he saw that person as well. So. Yeah, so it was not um, hallucination. You know, we we were too young to be on anything. Uh, <laughs> plus, it was very difficult to get anything back in the day. So <laughs> yeah, because you said this was during the Soviet Soviet times, right? So yeah, Soviet. It was like the early. It was probably eighties. You know, it was like yeah, it was like the middle eighties, maybe early nineties. Yeah, yeah, late eighties probably. That's what it was. Yeah. Do you remember? Um... Maybe you said it like, was he an old man or did he look young? He wasn't. He's, I, I would say he was in mid thirties, you know, or like early forties was like, a, uh, like the, the, his, uh, the way he stood, you know, suggested that he was uh, in good health, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the way he stood out from the corner, it was like energetic step, you know, like he, he, he stepped out, you know, looked at us for a second and stepped back, you know, and um, it's a, it, it, it was kind of a, like a jumpy or sporty feel to it, you know. So, yeah, I would say like, you know, uh, you know, in good health, in good shape, not an old man. Um, I don't think it was me from the future yeah. <laughs> or if it was me from the future, I'm in good shape. <laughs> but then that would be you now because you said you're how old are you again? 42? Oh my god. I'm 46. 46. I'm 46. Oh my god. I still can't believe that you must not like drink or smoke or anything. Uh, uh, well, I, I like whiskey, you know, uh, I just I guess I just try to drink good stuff. And yeah. well, you know, you know what happened? You know, I lived in a, a tropical country for 16 years and, uh, you know, humidity, it, uh, you know, flattens all the wrinkles. So <laughs> which country was that? Uh, Taiwan. I lived in Taiwan. Yeah, I just came back to Russia a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. I lived in China for seven years. I lived in the States for a year and in, in Hawaii. And um, and uh, then I lived in Taiwan. Yeah. And is that where you met your wife? Uh, no, actually, I met her back in my hometown. I was traveling a lot, <coughs> going places, you know, and uh, it, it was kind of funny story i'm not sure if it falls under ghost stories but uh, uh it was we were in a, to cut the long story short uh she and i were on the uh uh on our first blind date and that's how we met Aww. blind date and you know it was a, uh, the first time for her and the first time for me mm -hmm. and uh, we were introduced by my sister and um, <laughs> anyway, that's kind of weird. And she lived in a very far away and I would just travel to, to visit my folks, you know, uh, for a week or two. And uh, it's, it's a small town called Chita. It's uh, uh, behind sort of Lake Baikal, uh -huh. you know, pretty far from Moscow. So, yeah, we met there. So, so we're like compatriots. And then, uh, yeah, then, uh, then I started to fly back and forth. And then, you know, flying could be pretty... Um, you know, expensive, mm -hmm. you know, fly, uh, you know, if you, if you fly every month on the date, you know, so yeah, <clears throat> expensive dates, expensive dates. Yeah. So I just decided to stay a couple more months uh, in Chita to see if, uh, if it uh, leads anywhere. So, and it did. And then, you know, we got, 
we get engaged, and then we get married, then we move to Shanghai, you know, uh, live there for a year, and then uh, to Taiwan, live there for another year. Then we get pregnant, then decided to come back, and uh, just uh, came here to Moscow. Oh, wow. And we've been here ever since, yeah. And in all these countries that you were living, were you teaching English there too? Um, well, I was sort of, I was in education and uh, I enjoyed teaching and uh, I worked for this big company and I was in management, uh, sort of, I was uh, like a producer. I was pro uh, like for the, uh, for the last two, three years when I was in Taiwan, I was producing, writing, producing uh, uh, like movies, educational mm -hmm. films and things. And uh, I had a team of people and a different sort of stages I was like a vice president director and uh, producer and all that kind of stuff and but I I kept teaching you know I kept tutoring because this is something that I really enjoy you and know? you seem and, and you're like good at it because you seem very like energetic about it all the time on Instagram when I see you you're like I don't know it's uh you can tell well, that yeah. you love it yeah thank you yeah that's alcohol speaking no I'm just kidding <laughs> uh um, uh, yeah, I, I work with the South African company right now. It's also education. We, um, it's um, mm, what we do is we provide uh, teachers for big educational uh, companies, and we work in Asia. We work in Europe. That's what, that's what I'm doing. This is a an another thing that I do. Uh, uh, just kind of, it's a B two B kind of business, okay. and uh, and I do my channel and I teach online as well. So yeah. So you're a busy man. Uh, well, I enjoy it. You know, I don't feel like sometimes it feels like I got a lot on my plate because we have like a little kid and things and, um, you know, being locked in and uh, not being able to go uh, places. It kind of, you know, it's taking its stall, you know, but uh, but we're doing fine. Yeah, that's good. So, OK, I, I want to ask another question about this, this tall this tall man. Um, sure. Do you remember uh, the kind of clothes he was wearing? Like, was it a um, period clothes or was it from that time? Ooh, that's a great question because I actually was trying to remember what he was wearing. Okay, what, what it was, um, he looked gray from the top of his hand to, to his toes, you know, and it felt like um, mm, he was wearing some sort of a jumpsuit, you know, and uh, because everything was in sort of similar color mm -hmm. and um, um, mm, yeah that's what it felt like you know you know like pilot suits like one of those uh, you know little pilot suits oh, that yeah. uh, you like know mechanics like, also wear these kind of exactly things. exactly that, that kind of thing but uh, like i didn't see the zipper or anything but it sort of felt like that so i didn't see like jacket or pants or nothing stood out really you know, because it was all gray. But, you know, the more I think about it, uh, the more it feels like, you know, like when you take a picture and then you apply a hazy mm, uh, visual effect to it, you know, like you, uh, mm, you, you make a person uh, like hazy, like mm -hmm. blurry. So it was like that. I could see the silhouette. The shape was pretty clear, but uh, it was clear and unclear at the same time. Yeah. If it makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to me because I can kind of visualize it a little bit. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. And then, okay, so and then also you said you had dreams. Do you remember like what kind of things he was doing in the dreams? Was it, you said just looking at you or? Oh, um, just watching. You know, you, you get the feeling he's just watching or like being present. Uh, so you get uh, the feeling like you do something and then there's, it's, it's kind of like a shadow. 
you know, we can call it Shadow Man because that's what it uh, looked like, you know, vertical shadow. Okay, and uh, but it was nothing, um, you know, menacing or scary about it. Now that I think about it, you know, uh, it was uh, uh, kind of a, mm, I don't know, somebody's observing you to make sure that maybe you're okay or something like that. It was not uh, like dangerous, no dangerous feeling. Mm -hmm. And do you remember like when the last time is that you had like a dream with his presence? Oh, I can't say really because uh, I, I knew that we were going to talk about it. And then I sort of started to think when what when uh, and I couldn't actually remember when, uh, you know, because, well, <laughs> probably we're sleep deprived these days. We don't sleep much, so we don't yeah. drink much. <laughs> you don't drink you, much or don't drink? No, no. Much? D well, uh, both re really <laughs> dream much. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I, I've always dreamed a lot, but uh, dreamt a lot. Oh my God, I can't even speak English. Yeah, right? <laughs> dreamt a lot. But um, yeah, oh my gosh. And, and and what about like any other kinds of experiences? Or, or would you say this is like the only experience you've had with uh, any kind of paranormal? Well, a couple things really. One thing is actually has something to do with the religion. Well, it's not sort of... A, okay, so uh, what it was, I was in Hawaii. All right. And uh, uh, I wasn't... Uh, I was... There was a stage in my life when I was interested in, well, we can you can call it God or like the reason why I'm here, you know, the reason why we all here and things. So um, I was kind of lucky enough to <laughs> to have met a friend of mine who was sort of a he was Christian, but he was not a pushy Christian. He was just uh, comfortable to have that those kind of conversations with that kind mm -hmm. of person. He was from America as well. His name is John, and. Um, so John and I, we traveled to uh, Hawaii, Big Island, Kauai, and um, so we uh, so we were walking around the jungle, and then I thought that, you know, we were talking about things, and then um, and, and for some reason we were talking about baptism, you know, like how do you get baptized? You know, like in, in you probably know that the Russian church is a little bit, uh, uh, they, they like to complicate things, you know, you have to do this, this, and this, and the other. Yeah. But uh, in Protestant church it's pretty easy really right you can just you know go and you know you, you you gotta have like a few witnesses and then pretty much that's pretty much it you know you just have to make a decision accept you know your faith and 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 you're done basically okay so so what happened was we were in this beautiful place where there was like a cascades of waterfalls and it was amazing okay and uh so we were talking about that and then it's sort of like came the, the topic came out naturally and we just I just decided uh, right there and then you know to get baptized so uh, and and we got we, we had a couple of friends with us so um, John asked them to be uh, my witnesses and mm -hmm. so we did that so we got baptized I got uh, you know underwater and it came out you know and um, so and right at that moment we took a picture yeah okay and um, uh, back in the day, it was, I think it was 2001, mm -hmm. uh, right about then, okay? So we didn't have a digital camera with us. We had the film camera, okay? So uh, a few weeks later, when I developed the, the picture, all right, you know, because of the water waterfall and this liquid sunshine, you know, all the people were um, like... Um, 
they were uh, well okay let me say it again uh, when you are near water sometimes when you take pictures you can get that um sort of blurry effect because of water okay yeah. now on that picture all right uh there was uh john this this other guy who was the witness and me in the middle all right so john and that guy they were very clear okay and i had kind of a blurry <laughs> sunshiny kind of a halo type of a thing right above me oh wow on that picture all right and uh so i didn't think much of it because you know we're near water and the camera maybe uh wasn't that great it was just blurry kind of a thing it was maybe some kind of a coincidence but um i look sometimes i look at that picture i have it somewhere actually well yeah maybe even here and um when i look at it and it's just right above my head this you know this blurry kind of a it's not a silhouette it's it's, it's not like a really a halo but uh it's kind of a, like a a ball kind of a like shape shape um ball shaped kind of a uh, hazy space mm -hmm. right right above me okay touching my head and this is after know. you got baptized uh, the picture was taken literally like a, a minute mm -hmm. after so i got out of the water john congratulated me and the guy said like why don't we take a pic mm -hmm. you know I, I gave him my camera and he took a picture wow right then that's so crazy <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> that's that's good do you have it like framed around your house or something well i have it somewhere in the stacks of pics you know these days you you take so many pictures you you know you don't look they at live them on anymore. your phone they live on your exactly. phone exactly Exactly, and those uh, th those printed pictures, there's like they they stacked somewhere. They probably here in 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 a box somewhere. So, so I guess you can call it paranormal. You know, um, maybe it was just a trick of a of the film. You know, but uh, how to explain this to other guys? You know, are very clear. You know, so I don't know. So, so kinda... when you said that you just like decided then and there to get baptized, like, was it like when you were walking, were you, was this already in your mind? Like, hmm, maybe I should get baptized or did you just get there and you're like, yeah, let's do this. Or like, how, yeah. how did that work? It's a, it's a kind of, it was kind of exciting because you know that um, Russian mentality is a tricky thing. It's kind of like a, a dark attic, you know, and everything has to be done in a certain way. So it was a lot of learning experience for me i was you know i was in my 20s and i was traveling the world and um you know you see people from different countries from different cultures and you understand that it's not like bad or good it's just different right and and it sort of opens your mind a little bit and um like like i said i'm not a religious person i think that religion comes from people but uh you know people who want to be sort of middle uh, you know, like a middle person between you and whatever that you think God is. But um, uh, faith is, a sh is just a strong thing, right? And it doesn't matter what you believe in, you know, it's um, as long as you have uh, a faith, you know, and it, as long as it's strong, you know, like Star Wars, as long as you have that force with you, you know, you, you feel like there are a lot of things you can accomplish. But there's always the step that you have to take towards that thing, right? And for me, it was always like, okay, 
some kind of a, it felt like I had to do many, many things before it happens. But then, you know, a friend of that, uh, John, he told me, no, no, it's actually pretty easy. You just say it and you accept it, you know, the way it is. And it felt sort of exciting to me and it felt um, uh, new. And uh, that place that we were at, you know, it was just, you know, it, it was like, the circumstances, you know, everything was pointing towards, uh, you know, uh, like taking a new step in my life. So and just at that time, that step happened to be, uh, you know, baptism. So and I felt great after that. It was just a load off, you know, and uh, it's just like, you know, when you're, I don't know, like when you're afraid of heights, you know, you're afraid to jump. And then after you jump, you know, you, you're still alive and you think, but wow, okay, so... It was scary, but, you know, I didn't die, you know, and I've accomplished something uh, and uh, it sort of changes your life outside. You're the same person. This is what's uh, weird. You know, nothing changes around you. But uh, like inside, there's a lot of uh, changes that's happening. And it sort of um, probably helped me to be a more uh, uh, to become the person I am today, you know, because it sort of um, eliminated the, you know, this inner restrictions that uh you know this culture sort of can uh well they sort of uh, educate you that way here you know you have to follow certain rules you know uh certain limitations that you know the education itself the whole education here in this country uh they call it like inductive education or deductive education where they uh you know give you a rule you have to memorize it and then you have to take the test that uh, and then basically they're done with you and after the test you forget everything and, um, you know, when, for example, when I went to the States, I did my master's in, in America and uh, I was in surprised uh, uh, in L.A., yeah, in Los Angeles. Oh, in it was LA. actually, Yeah, uh, it was in Azusa, Azusa Pacific University. Yeah, it's, I've heard of it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so I went there and um, it was a very interesting experience for me. I was uh, the only foreigner in my class. They were only all Americans and I think a Canadian which everyone was making fun of but um <laughs> so i was uh, you know i was free of that and um and it 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 surprised me and i was really impressed with how people um you know were receiving the education it was not lectures you know it was discussion and we, they were actually giving us homework before the class not after so you would go to the class already prepared and then you just discuss the topic, you know, from your point of view with, with the with the professor. And uh, the cool thing about that is just they don't tell you this is this and this is that. They just tell you, you know, under these circumstances, you probably will get this type of results, you know. But, you know, circumstances change, you know, the result might change. You know, all the whole like scientific approach, it was like eye opening experience for me. So I really enjoyed that. That's actually for the first time in my life. I enjoyed every second of the school, <laughs> you know, because you were in L.A. and it's sunny there. It was sunny there. Yes. And we would go to Santa Monica every weekend and we just, uh, you know, fry ourselves on those sands on that sand. And um it was it was really interesting. There's one thing that happened there in Santa Monica. A friend of mine visited, um, went to America, and he was visiting his sister in New York. 
he told me that he was going to um, take a, by this tour to go to Las Vegas, Los Angeles, you know, get on the bus and mm-hmm. with a bunch of people uh, in weird hats and uh, just go to these places. And I said, okay, pretty cool. And um, he said, he said that we're going to be in Santa Monica on the Saturday. And I said, like, we were going there as well. So maybe we could meet, you know, someplace, you know. And uh, on that day, on the way, it just it was before Google Maps. OK, well, they were Google Maps, but you had to print them out, you know. So we printed out uh, the maps and we got lost because it's really easy to get lost on, you know, in Los Angeles on highways, you know, because they have this weird signs and things. <laughs> so anyway, so we got lost a couple of times and um uh, so we got to Santa Monica later than expected, and I just thought that probably the bus left, and we went to because we were in the car for so long. So we, you know, nature's call, and uh, so we went to this uh, shopping mall to the bathroom. And my friends went to like to the left side. I went to the right side bathroom, and as I was walking to the into the bathroom, my friend was walking out out of the bathroom, mm-hmm. and we were like. Hey, 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 hey. And then, what? You know, it's like meeting someone by chance in Moscow, you know, which is impossible. <laughs> you know, and we started screaming and all the people just standing, <laughs> peeing. And they thought that, you know, something weird was happening. <laughs> we were like, what? It's, it's crazy. How can it fun? Like, so we met in a bathroom like spontaneously like spontaneous like totally you know you know he's his buzz got a little bit delayed we got you know he was like totally crazy insane and then when i told my friends about that they they thought it was insane so we just went and uh had a couple of beers you know (laughs) as you do (laughs) yeah i mean i i think that's like a pretty that that kind of reminds me of like um, the reaction that like little kids have when they see their teachers in the grocery store. I mean, I don't know if that happens here in Russia, but like in America, it's like kids don't realize teachers are like people like they think the teachers live at school or something. So when they see right. them, they're like, ah, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> oh, I got a couple of stories of that. I got, you know, I, um, I, I taught in China. Maybe this is not for the for this kind of podcast. If no, you, but I still want to hear yeah, if you, if you have this new podcast uh, that is called Embarrassing Teaching Stories, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so I was teaching in China, and uh, there was a school that I was teaching at, and I was the only teacher there, and I was Canadian, mm-hmm. by the way. You know, uh, uh, I was informed that I was a Canadian right the second before I entered the classroom. They said, oh, go to this room, and by the way, you're Canadian, so... <laughs> So uh, in I went. So I was from Alberta because that was the only province that I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I was Canadian, eh? So anyway, that school, all right, they had some plumbing problems. Uh, their uh, heating blew up in the middle of winter. And uh, it was north of China, Harbin City. And um, it was minus 30 Celsius outside and minus 10 inside. All right. And we had these gas lamps that we used to, to keep ourselves warm and our students. So literally, we were like me and my students, we were sitting around a big gas lamp, you know, one of those things that they put on patios, you know, restaurant patios, yeah. you know, to keep. Yeah. OK, so we had one of those. So so we're sitting there and um, and uh, uh, and the bathroom was, uh, you know, outside type of bathroom so it, it wasn't much of a bathroom really it was just a you know this shack and you just go in there that like holes in the ground and uh you know no wind no doors 
It's just walls without doors. Okay. Can you picture that? Like like a, an outhouse kind of a thing? Exactly. Well, yeah, it's like, a, you know, if you ever went to somebody's dacha without plumbing, yeah. you know, so that kind of a situation. So three holes on one side, three holes on the other side, you know, and everyone can chat, you know, <laughs> and see each other. So, uh, so anyway, one day, uh, I think I ate something and I had a terrible stomachache and I had a class with uh, little kids. They were like second graders, maybe, you know, like eight, nine years old. So they were a funny bunch. So anyway, so I'm just teaching and then I realized that, you know, I can't hold it anymore. You know, one of those things in oh. nuclear reactions <laughs> and it it's um, it's winter. And I, because, to keep myself warm, I, I bought those skiing pants, you know, with a zipper all the way to your chest. And because it was so cold and I was wearing like two or three pairs of underwear uh, underpants, you know. And um, so anyway, uh, so I'm teaching the class and I said, OK, uh, everyone, it's it's a break. You know, just, you know, relax and just do th something. And off I uh, ran and I just I just ran into the uh, that bathroom just in time okay and after a minute okay the whole class went in the bathroom oh no and, and they're like look the teacher is pooping yeah yeah oh, and you know I thought that I'd rather fall into that hole you know than to be there but then again you know I couldn't do anything because I had this cramps, you know, and um, so they were just, but they were kids, you know, they're like, oh, teacher can poop, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then they're like, they thought it was super funny. And, um, and then off they ran, you know, to play balls or whatever, you know, and of course, uh, I, I, I felt totally humiliated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know, like, if I should, um, I don't know, just buy Take it back home or whatever, so you know, dive. disappear, just die, die right you know, commit suicide, just uh, dive into the thing and just drown. Uh, but then I just uh, put my pants back, you know, and I went on with my life, you know. But now, you know, uh, I have no problems with, you know, using bathroom anywhere because, you know, like once you, you got that blow, you know. Because <laughs> so. kids are hard. Kids are like, uh, especially when they can speak, it's like. They, they can embarrass you and they have no shame to, to do it either. But, but, but this is also a good thing because they don't think it's, um, uh, you know, they poop and teacher poops, you know, done, <laughs> you know, end of story. And off they go to play trucks and cars and, and what, what not. So with, you know, it would have been a different situation if it was a colleague of mine, you know, or whatever, like an adult uh, came in and, um, it would have been like a different story, but then, you know, but of course it's, uh, uh those bathrooms, <laughs> doorless bathrooms, they're, they are brutal. I've but, seen uh, some of those here though, like not even at the Dutchess, but I think once I went to Sikolniki park and I think now they have doors, but like a few years ago, uh, I think I remember seeing that and it was just a hole in the ground. And I was, I didn't understand that cause I've never seen that anywhere in my life. And I was, I thought yeah, somebody squatters. stole the toilets. I was like, what happened to the toilets? Because I even asked somebody, I was like, am I in the right room? Where's the toilets? And they're like, oh, yeah, you have to uh, squat. And yeah, I was, yeah, squat. <laughs> I was wearing a dress. I was like, uh, like, I'll never forget that. 
Yeah, tricky. You know, well, they're all over China, those bathrooms, you know, but um, you learn your lesson. And, you know, the lab hack is, you know, make sure that you locate the KFCs and McDonald's, you know, in a country, like if you go to, in, to a big city, because usually they their bathrooms are not that great, but they at least they keep them clean, you know, or they try. So uh, once you know where McDonald's is, you know, closest McDonald's, you're safe, you know. Uh, that's the trick that I learned in China. And, and of course, like being a foreigner, you can walk in to any hotel like you belong, you know, like a five-star hotel and just make yourself uh, straight to the bathroom. So just, so that's another thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I actually, a couple of days later, I found out that uh, there was a Holiday Inn near that school. So I just taught myself to go to the bathroom at a certain period of time in the day because I had like, crazy amount of classes you know every day and i worked a lot and uh i was just you know lunchtime i would just go to holiday and grab a fresh new newspaper and just be uh, in civilization you know for 10 minutes mm -hmm. and then and then back to the reality <laughs> that was that was good but you know i was like 23 24 so I, I don't know if I could take it now, but uh, but back in the day, it was, you know, at least I got something to tell uh, my children. <laughs> <laughs> a horror story. Horror stories, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's bad. I mean, at least, like, you weren't on a date or something and had that happen. Like, that's Oh, bad. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that would have cut that short, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She would have like left. Oh my god, hearing all those noises coming out of. Oh the yeah. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's yeah. I'm glad that hasn't happened to me yet. I mean, hasn't happened to me. I don't want to say yet because I don't want that to happen at all. But oh my god. Okay, so you just moved. Would like? Do you ever feel like in any of your houses you have you have any like presents? presences or anything like that or have your kids ever like wait because you have one kid or two kids i can't remember oh uh, one kid one son yeah one oh, son. and has he yeah. ever like said anything because i know like little kids are usually more like uh more sensitive to that kind of stuff has your kid ever said like hey I uh, said something yeah well he's 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 only like uh what is it uh, 21 months old so he's he's a pretty little kiddo mm -hmm. uh he, he just learned how to say you know uh i don't know what was the thing that we uh learned the other day uh you know he 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 learned how to say words and syllables you know and um uh, syllables you know and, you know he we separate words so he can understand that so he just learned how to say uh, scooter in russian samakat the other day mm -hmm. so because we just bought him Aww. uh one and uh yeah but like when he gets older i'll i'll be sure to ask him that you know first of all like to, to show him a few stories mm -hmm. you know to read a few stories you know we, we just we are on cat in the hat at this moment you know Aww. you know so, um, so you're teaching him english then too yeah in english yeah we, we got books in english we got books in russian but uh try to read we got this julia donaldson books you know uh, and uh, dr zeus i'd like to get more of that did you and, say dr uh, zeus yeah. <laughs> oh, was it a Seuss? Dr. Seuss, yeah. Uh, Seuss, that's right, Seuss, yeah, that's right, Seuss. Because, like, I, I was explaining to people how exactly, wow, thank you. You know, uh, this is what happens when you're a teacher. You some, oftentimes you explain one thing too many times, and then you start to repeat that, mm -hmm. right? And um, 
that's exactly what happened to me because like people were saying like Zeus or Zeus off or whatever and I was like trying to uh, correct people then I stopped correcting them and then just let it be and now I say Dr. Zeus you know and uh, <laughs> so I was thinking maybe you're you're like it's a Greek mythology book and you're like Dr. Zeus and I was like oh maybe yeah, that's a new thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that would be a cool book you can yeah. write that one Dr. Zeus exactly okay I'll, I'll take a note of that yeah I'll take a note of that you know <laughs> oh thanks God. for the tip yeah Oh, and then you said you lived in Hawaii. That's funny because my mom lived in Hawaii too for university. But oh, nice. She, nice. Yeah. Chaminade. Do you know where that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in uh, Hana, uh, Kona. Kona, Kauai. That's the biggest island. Oh. You know, half of that is like jungle. Half of that it looks like a moon. Uh, the moon because they have this uh, volcanoes. It's a beautiful place. And uh, Hawaii is, uh, is a wild place. I mean, it's like... To get to go there for a week, it's like it's a paradise, but to live there is just another place to live, you know. One thing is that wherever you look, there's a postcard image, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, they have, um, you know, if you try to get uh, breakfast at McDonald's, you have to wait in line. And uh, that's, I think that's the first time I saw, uh, I think, like 16 or 17 year old uh, woman, uh, you know, a young girl, actually, uh, with three kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then I asked my friend, and he said, yeah, they, they have this high pregnancy rate in, um, in, in Hawaii, you know, was Aboriginal culture. They, I think they, uh, they kind of feel, uh, that it's okay to get, uh, early, you know, to get married earlier and, mm -hmm. and think so. I felt the same way about Russians. Cause when I came here, like I met so many people who were like, 20 or 21 and they already had like one or two kids and i was like oh like and and i remember like people were telling me uh when i was my i came here when i was 22 i think or 23 and i remember when i was 23 somebody told me that i was um i was really old because i wasn't married and i didn't have any kids she was just like yeah like you're really old you need to have kids already because you're 23 and i was like uh i'm i'm still, uh -huh. like, I'm still a kid <laughs> i know i know but i think it's changing right now and the people are you know more focused on um other things in life you know uh, so but yeah but after 30 it's uh they have this whole bunch of things it's uh russian culture kind of is kind of weird we got pretty strong ladies here in this country but uh the whole attitude towards ageism is is pretty weird here you know like lots of men they think that uh, a woman after 30 is sort of like a you know not a i don't know like not, not, not that attractive you know i i think it's like the opposite you know Mm -hmm. uh so uh there's like a whole bunch of things that people um uh, women have to deal with in this country which is kind of upsetting but uh it's so weird yeah because I, I remember when i was like single i remember i went on a date with i mean i went on lots of dates but there was a there was one guy in particular who told me that i was like the oldest girl he had gone out with and i was like 26 and he was like 36 or something okay yeah. And I was like, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's <laughs> how do I take they, that? <laughs> they, they, they sort of, they seem to be in some sort of a competition, an announced competition to get the younger, the better. And, but that's, it's, it just tells you what, it tells you they're trying to prove something, you know, and this, they, they lack, they're lacking something in their lives and they, they try to be machos. And uh, I just don't see the point of it, you know, and uh, so many women, 
good women, you know, the age, well, for some people it could be a problem, like Andrew said that, you know, there's some kind of like, some people might feel that, uh, you know, if I want to have a kid with this woman, I'd like her to be like more, you know, healthy or whatever. But then again, it's uh, ignorance because, uh, you know, medicine and uh, if you're <clears throat> physically fit, you know, you can have a kid when you're 40 or 45, right? Lots of people do. Yeah. Maybe not in this country or, not, well, even in this country, but that is more uh, an exception than the rules. So, <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, it's just that, but I, I think it's slowly changing people. So, you know, they travel more, they see things and they sort of, but then again, it depends on people, right? You know, you can travel all you want, but if you don't, if you're not an open minded person, you just travel and you just, you, well, wherever you go, you're like with your set of rules or whatever you know but uh if you that that's actually one of the points you know that people should learn languages because when you speak the language you you become you have an access to the culture right mm -hmm. uh of this other country not uh you you're not an observer anymore you can participate you know <clears throat> i remember one day i was in america and we were walking with these guys and they saw why don't we just get some ice cream and i said well you scream and ice cream we're all scream for ice cream oh, no. and they were so impressed by that <laughs> and i remember making a joke that you know those kgb language courses they're pretty good and they thought i was not joking and then i, t <laughs> I told them i had to you know like i had to explain that i was joking and um, <laughs> and you know my last name is Redkin R E D K I N uh -huh. and there's a there's a big brand in America R E D K E N E N and once I made a joke that you know that's uh, that's my uncle and, people, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to you know I had to change my one letter in my last name so that you know you know I, I could be more independent. So oh that plus KGB jokes you know and people take it seriously right. So when you tell people that, uh, you know, in Russia, you know, when you uh, step out in the morning, you have to uh, shoot your rifle a couple of times to scare bears off. And then you can go to the bus station and then pe people buy that. <laughs> not, not, only, not only in other countries, you can say that in Moscow about Siberia, people would buy that. You know, and I've done it a couple of times, you know, I told them, you know, I'm from Siberia and this is what you do, you know, in order to survive. You know, you have to scream louder before you go to, you know, enter a shop because there might be some foxes and wolves inside, you know, that kind of stuff. And people are like, no way, for, for reals? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, that's Siberia, man. Got to be careful. And they're like, wow, we didn't realize that, you know, we live here in Moscow. We don't see this shit, you know. Yeah. No, people have asked me, like, when I go home, they're like, so have you seen any bears? And I was like, no, because, like, people no, do believe it. No, you should make it. stories. Yeah, you should make stories. Dude, you should just go and tell people, you know, um, well, maybe not in Moscow, you should not in Moscow, but, you know, outside of, you know, highway, you know, cut, you know, there are a bunch of them, you know. <laughs> I you actually know. have seen a bear here, though, which is the funny story. Yeah, I was working with the family and um, like it was outside of Moscow, like, I don't know which city, but I looked out of the window and um, I can see I could I could see into the neighbor's yard and um and there was like something big moving around there. And then I, I was like, is that a bear? And then the guy was like, oh yeah, our neighbor has um, a couple pet bears. And I was go. like, what the fuck? 
like that's yeah. true then russians and their bears so. yeah it's funny how you are used to seeing certain shapes we were traveling in south africa once and uh we were on safari and it is national park and a friend of mine who's uh south african he said uh, look there's an elephant we're like where you're like he's like right there we're like where we're just looking at some rocks it's like there's some rocks i said no well, there's a rock and that's a that's an elephant uh, right there <laughs> and i'm like where and it, uh, we got like close like 50 meters away then we saw that there was actually an elephant and then you just you're used to certain shapes mm-hmm. you know in your environment and then when you get like south africa it was like sort of like out of this world experience like you get to this different planet so is arizona by the way you know the painted desert yeah when you get there it's like it's like whoa that's insane you know you don't even need those mushrooms you know to get the experience you know uh well i didn't you know oh, well, i couldn't get aw. one if i if, if i if i wanted but uh that's what people do apparently they just get could get those uh, room uh, shrooms as they call it and they just go into <laughs> to the into the desert you know yeah. so and they travel to outer space and then exactly well that that's actually the perfect place to be uh, uh you know to travel to, to do the space traveling <laughs> yes so uh, that's amazing you know that, those deserts you know um Arizona is a pretty amazing place. So you've been all over America then? I'm on the um, East uh, West Coast mostly uh, and uh, like California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, you know, traveled a little bit there, Hawaii. And once I, I flew to see the police concert in Boston, you know, and wow. uh, you know, Massachusetts. So you've been that's... to more places in my country than I have been. It's just crazy. Um, well, you gotta, like when you have, when you have visa, uh, that is limited, you, 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 you gotta be creative. <laughs> you, you gotta see as many places as you can. But then again, I, I was lucky to have uh, a friend and uh, we were traveling, we were traveling by car for a month actually until, oh, that's a funny story. We were traveling for a month and then, um, we decided to go to Mexico. Uh-oh. So we were driving to Mexico and uh, for some reason we left all the cash uh, at the, my friend's house, you know, for some safety reasons or whatever. So I, I just had a, like a couple thousand dollars and we didn't have credit cards. Uh, and when we got to Mexico, we found out that we only had like $21, oh. you know, uh, him and I. Oh. And we... <laughs> We got a room at this hotel for, I think it was $17. And then we had dinner for the rest of the money. And next day, ah, no, 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 that's what happened. We got to Mexico because we were traveling for so long. We were, we, uh, sorry to say, we ran out of clean underwear. <laughs> so we went to this uh, supermarket and I got like a bottle of Beyond Mineral Water, you know, like a pair of clean underwear, like some chocolate and whatever, thinking that I got a lot of, you know, I got enough money. So a friend of mine also bought some, you know, things, you know, candy and stuff. So, and then when we got to the motel, but we, then we found out that we didn't have money. Oh, no. <laughs> so actually we stayed, we stayed over, uh, we had nice dinner and early in the morning, you know, we went back to the States, you know, so. And I mean, you're lucky that Mexico was cheap. And, and and when you went, it was probably even cheaper because it's like. It was, it was pretty cheap. And it was pretty funny because I didn't have visa to go to Mexico and my friend said, well, you don't need to go visa to, you know, need visa to go to Mexico. I said, well, maybe not for you, but like I'm from Russia. So, so it was so surreal. We were trying to find a policeman on the border 
and we couldn't find one for some time. And then this guy came out, came out straight out of those soap Mexican soap operas. He had the shiny uh, black leather boots and like big mustache, and you know he was wearing this, I think brown uniform mm -hmm. and uh, my friend asked him because my friend could speak spanish she said like oh, i have a friend from russia russia and he's like how long are you going to be in mexico like well a couple of days thinking that you know we have enough cash to you know uh to, to have party and to survive well to have party actually you know we thought that you know we're gonna conquer mexico and things uh -huh. you know you know but um he said that no problem and i was kind of felt kind of sorry because i wanted that stamp you know mexican stamp in my passport so i didn't yeah. get one Aww. so but but the funny part is that a friend of mine a couple of years later she was trying to get visa to mexico and she was denied and i said well you should just gone just you know you just drive to mexico you don't need to apply for visa when was just... this that you went um it was uh, the year 2000 i'd say yeah, oh okay so that's 2000. why it was relaxed because after 2001 after 2001, when the uh, whole like 9-11 stuff happened, that's when... Um, oh, yeah. That's when things yeah, got started. Yeah, I remember that. I was actually in America when when that happened. It oh. felt like uh, everyone was going to war. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty intense. Where were you? I was in Hawaii. And we were... Um, yeah, I was in that school in Hawaii. And um, I remember they woke us up and they say, Wake up, Sergey! They attacked America. I'm like, what? What's happening? And then we were watching the news. It was like really surreal. It's like as if you're watching the the you know the Independence Day movie or something, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, and then because I was at this Christian school, everyone started to pray and you know cry, whatever. You know, people got pretty emotional. And uh, for some reason, people were, like asking me like, why do you think this is happening? I was I was I think I was the only one from you know other country oh, from Russia. So I was like, well, I don't know, man, you know, it could be happening anywhere. They're like, yeah, those guys, you know, you know, we had to pray harder, and blah, 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 and all that stuff. But it was pretty intense, you know, yeah. that day. I remember that clearly. Yeah. Everybody, everybody always remembers where they were or what they were doing when that happened. Because it's like, especially if you're older, like, then you have a much clearer memory about it, I guess. But yeah. that's crazy yeah. that you were there. Yeah, it, yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was just these different things you know uh, i was in taiwan when sars pandemic happened the first outbreak of sars you know i'm here in moscow when this thing is happening so it's you you caused yeah, all this exactly <laughs> then no it's not me it's the shadow man oh yeah it's your shadow man yeah that's probably man. that's probably what it is. he's like following you around wreaking havoc everywhere he goes oh i i got, I got another story for you mm -hmm. okay so it's not um it's not a ghost story, but it's kind of a crazy story. Anyway, when I was, uh, mm, I don't know, 17 or 16 years old, I was uh, playing drums in this jazz rock band. And um, I was thinking about what I was going to do after high school. And the only thing that I was passionate about was music and English. And at, at, uh, um, uh, during those days, you couldn't actually, mm, there was not, well, there was no internet. And uh, not uh, too many places to uh, to uh, to buy English books and and you couldn't practice English as well uh, either. So, um, but um, at that time, Russia had a lot of uh, missionaries, you know, from different countries, and My most of them were oh, like missionaries, yeah, yeah, like missionaries, yeah, yeah. religious uh, groups of uh, like Baha'i Christians, you know, ah. and uh, and uh, they were traveling, and lots of people went there just to see people from other countries, just to see foreigners because they had never seen any 
before. And well, some of them probably were interested in, uh, you know, getting uh, faith or anything. So, um, so we went to some of these meetings and, um, and okay, so there was this group of people, I, I, they were Christians and there were like a group of people from uh, a few countries. And um, so there was like uh, six or seven people, they were singing songs, you know, uh, doing the service and, uh, <clears throat> So one of those guys had a, this a beautiful acoustic guitar, you know, uh, like shiny, you know, like I think uh, like Korean, some some nice brand. All right. And uh, all right. And a couple guys, musicians, they were going to those meetings and they were after that instrument. They, they thought like, OK, we just talked to the guy a lot and maybe he, he could give us, you know, the uh, the guitar because, you know, he's Christian and you're supposed to supposed to share and whatnot so um so i was just going to those meetings and um uh, and i got to know that guy he was from uh, denmark mm -hmm. can't remember his name though but uh we kept in touch afterwards so anyway so we talked a few times and uh the guitar was his and uh, uh and a couple times he was just like do you play the guitar i was like well just a little bit he said do you want to try that i said yeah sure so i tried it a little bit you know strumming a few chords and things and um so the last day, the meeting, um, the, the, they announced that the, the, the next day will be their last meeting but because they had to travel back home and things. So uh, I went uh, to that meeting. And after the meeting, the guy came to me and said, you know what? Uh, yesterday, the Lord told me to give you the guitar. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? And, and I see those other guys who were after the instrument. They were like lurking you know <laughs> behind the, trying to approach the guy to see if he can give them the instrument and he just gave me this case he just wow. gives me the case uh, with, the, with the guitar and he says you know what you know i think it's uh you need it more than i do and Aww. but then he then he left and i was like what just happened and i, I still have that guitar it's a beautiful guitar you know, yeah, you can't get a, rid of that guitar. The Lord wanted you to have that guitar. You got to keep that guitar. <laughs> yeah. And, the, the, and the, then I went to university and um, we had these competitions, like language competitions and things. And uh, a friend of mine, like my schoolmate and I, we were just singing songs because I had this guitar and, in English. And we won a couple of competitions and we won on TV. Like it was local TV, but still TV. And uh, they had a, like a little show about us, a little program. You know, and that guitar, you know, you know, that helped me a lot, you know, so I don't know. The Shadow Man. Shadow Man. I mean, I guess sometimes he brings you some good things. Sometimes he brings uh, world's global pandemics uh, or, I don't know, terrorist well, attacks. The, <laughs> well, the, the, you know, that's a good thing as well. Those are, oh, I mean, like uh, you learn new things. It's new experience. You know, you got to look on the bright side all, all the time. You know, it doesn't matter how you know, terrible something seems to be, you know, uh, it's always in a new experience, right? And when you have that, you learn something new, you grow as a person, you know, uh, and um, uh, these things, they, they sort of shape you as a person as well, it just gives you new knowledge, new skills and things. So yeah. Yeah, like even right now, the Coronavirus, like even though like, it really sucks. And, you know, it's, not like the best times um you know some people are learning new skills some people are getting more craftsy and um 
exactly uh, spending more exactly. time with their kids <laughs> yeah you just get more creative you you uh, uh your um uh, daily routine changes and you adapt you know but mm, for some people is that is actually lots of people getting uh, uh uh lazy these days they just don't go out they just because everything gets delivered you know and um someday it's gonna it's gonna be over and then you have to go back you know uh, get back into that rest race <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then you have to, you know, uh, do the chores or run your errands and things, you know. So I think it's going to be a little bit different, but uh, slowly it get back. It will get back to like a new normal. And yeah. um, I think it's just the beginning. These uh, coronavirus, you know, it's going to be with us for a long time. It's going to be like flu probably, and it's going to get. Uh, it will it will be back next year, but then you know hopefully we'll get the vaccine and you know like medicine and uh, <clears throat> we'll be able to deal with it because you know people had uh, cholera you know all these different scary things you know but now they're like under control even AIDS right people have AIDS and they you know they can live with it so so I guess it's going to be one of those things. And I definitely will not be getting the vaccine, but if people want to get it, that's good for them. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if everyone gets sick, you know, they get over it, and everyone had this, um, you know, what's called immunity, yeah. and uh, and then you just, you know, we'll get to the next one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's whatever sucks. Bill Gates, you know, whatever Bill Gates creates and throws at us, you know, we'll handle that. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Ho ho hopefully, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk can save us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either him or uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, uh -huh. like uh, one of those guys, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know right now it sucks. I mean, it's not like all like peachy and flowers for everybody because like there are a lot of people who are like really depressed right now. You know, suicides going up, domestic violence, like all these other things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But for some people, it's, it's really cool because, uh, you know, some people are getting this chance, you know, for more time alone. Well, uh, people, you know, they are who they are, you know, it's just that these kind of things they bring, uh, you know, some people, you know, the, it gets the best out of them. For some people, it gets the worst out of them, you know. It's just that, you know, like what's that saying? Go, the saying goes, um, you know, you're like a vessel, you know, whatever is in, in there is going to get spilled out when you get pushed. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're full of shit, that the shit will come out of, out of you. Yeah. If you're full of goodness, you know, the goodness will come out of you if you, you know, if somebody pushes you accidentally. So, um, it's not like this quarantine changes people. It's just, you know, it just shows who people are, you know. And of course, it's um, <clears throat> it's, it's not easy, you know, and it, we're all humans, you know, we all uh, have our limitations and things. But uh, uh, but like, like you said, you know, many people, they get creative, they find opportunities to, to make it worthwhile, right? So anyway, well, let's see. We shall see what we shall see, as they say, right? Yeah, and like I'm just hoping that here. I mean, Russia was pretty late to the game to to uh, close down, so hopefully they don't open up super late. But um... nope. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now the Latin America. You know, you if you read the news, you know, now they're getting uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty tough times. You know, they they're getting into this uh, tough period. You know, Brazil and things. Uh, you know, they uh, With they're the next. No, no, no. The coronavirus, coronavirus. Ah. They, 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 they get more and more uh, cases. Uh, uh, we, 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 we seem to be uh, getting off uh, the peak right now here. Mm -hmm. You know, like less cases, but 
who knows, you know, if they report all of them. Um, maybe not, you know, but um, uh, it seems to be the case, though, right? You know, like a couple months and then it goes down a little bit. But then it comes, it could come back, you know, but uh, if you don't contain it in a way. So that we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's the end of the world, you know, but uh, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell Shadow Man to back off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. All right. Well, I guess I will let you go now because you probably have a lot of stuff to do. And I didn't realize it's late already because like. It was uh, it was nice chatting with you, Bree. So if you would like to follow Sergey on Instagram, his Instagram name is English underscore notebook. Yeah, underscore, underscore. Oh, underscore, underscore. Sorry. Two underscores. Yeah, yeah. Two underscores. underscore, oh, underscore notebook. One underscore was taken, unfortunately. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's <laughs> a two underscores notebook. Just exactly. Google how to spell notebook if you don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, you have a great evening. Thank Brie. you. You too. Thank you so much. Uh, okay.